which is never simple. The <laughs> awkward. Uh, Rubber baby bumpy bumper. Oh fuck! I can't even. Can you do rubber baby bumpy? Rubber bump? baby buggy bumpers. Oh god! You can, okay, Evie, your turn. Okay, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> rubber baby rubber buggy baby, bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bunky bumpers. There we go. <laughs> Close I've never heard of that before. Is that like a? That's like a vocal warm up, or just for like like syncing the audio? No, just today's it's a safe word. <laughs> rubber baby buggy oh, bumpers. Oh, that's a that's that's a big one. That might be hard to say in the middle of an intense scene, though. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today we are going to get deep and we're not going to be fake. We're, we're going to be very real, um, but but we might talk about some fake things. And uh, we're going to do that with a friend of the show. But first, we're just kind of doing a little soft opening. We're seeing how you're doing. I feel like it's been forever. I keep saying that, but like. Well, it's because I've been gone the last two weekends and, and just like came into town for 48 hours for your birthday and then took off again. So, and whose sorry. fault is that? I, I said I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I came back just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hit your birthday on Valentine's Day. I'm good. Yep. And here we are working on Valentine's Day. But we're going to have a nice dinner, I, I swear. Um, <laughs> but, Daddy, how have you been? How was your week? And what did, where were you? Okay, so after I came back from Vegas, which I talked about last week, uh, I took off again for Palm Springs for a friend's birthday party. Um, and I stayed with another old friend of mine and caught up and just had a nice relaxing weekend for once. Relaxing? Well, kind of relaxing. They, the birthday party was around a huge orgy. So, um, you know, they rent, like you do, they rented this Airbnb <laughs> and um, uh, took it. So they removed all the furniture from the Airbnb and put in like six sling stands where the dining room table would have been. And how, they, how many people at this? I need to know how many, how big this orgy was. I would I'd say like 30, 35, 30. Yeah, it's big. Notice who wasn't invited. Hmm? <laughs> you know who was not asked? Have you ever seen a demisexual at an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, actually, because they weren't invited. They weren't invited. Mm -hmm. Why, funny. did you really want to get fisted? No, but you you can be demisexual at an orgy and not get fisted and still have a lovely time. I've been to an orgy before. I've been to sex parties before. I am uh -huh, uh -huh, I am a sexual uh -huh. person with the right crowd. I know. Um, well, did you have a good time, though? And how many times did you get fisted? I once. I had did a fist you? in me and a fist in someone else. I did. What else? Where are the what are the receipts you got? Where were you? I don't, I don't know how you want to see those receipts, but I didn't say. Well, let's see. well I'm just I'm just curious what you did. Uh, no, yeah. So and and actually, the host of the party was very was like, now you just got fisted for the first time last month, and now you're openly doing it at play parties. He's like, who are you? So that apparently, feels like a normal. I'm an overachiever. Apparently, uh, no, that feels like a very normal progression of doing it in one month. Well, you've fisted people before, though. No, I know, but not being fisted. That's a okay. whole nother world. Okay. You see what I did there? I, unfortunately, whole yes, because you... Whole nother you, world. You, okay, you're, you're milking it too <laughs> I much. I was subtle. You're milking it too much. You know what you should be milking? Daddy! Okay, so you know how I said that they put all the furniture out on the, the patio uh, for this orgy? No, you didn't say that, but I literally did. Okay, go. Cool. Uh, um, 
So the next morning, <laughs> they cleaned up everything, right? And we're so exhausted from cleaning. They're like, well, should we bring the furniture in? And the host was like, no, 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 no. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. Well, anyway, everyone went to bed. <gasps> And it started raining and hailing at night. <laughs> and all the furniture was outside. outside. <laughs> so they had to jump up at 2 a.m. and put all the furniture back in. So my advice when you rent a place for an orgy yeah. is bring the furniture back in immediately. Wait, so what done. happened? I just got a little wet. They, they cleaned it. The, the place was spotless oh my after, god but um yeah oh the other thing when you have marble floors at an orgy wear sneakers or something otherwise you're gonna slip wait that's my advice to you <laughs> okay well the, but the advice usually comes from a mishap of some kind who, who? i did not mishap i misstepped <laughs> please welcome the stage misstep uh, oh you're okay though yeah oh i'm okay well it's fine i didn't want to go anyway because i i stayed here and worked that sounds fun <laughs> tell me actually, more about that actually no 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 actually so i stayed here uh watched watched the last of us it was the i got a, i had a super bowl there was no f sports involved with my super bowl um and i went to this oh my god i went to this amazing brazilian steakhouse so my friend my friend uh his name is chris uh his partner is latrice royale you guys probably have no idea who that is um large and in charge RuPaul's Drag Race Queen, so, so they travel a lot for her work and his work. Um, but they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to a steakhouse. We'd love to see you. You want to come out? It's it's Latrice's birthday. It's your birthday. Let's let's celebrate." So we had this really really nice dinner. See, and you, this is unusual for you because you you sent me pictures and we're raving about it. You never rave over restaurants, Daddy. This but, place. Okay, I will you, be very. You clear. don't like fancy dinners. I don't. But the usually because I have to go just to see what you're reading usually about. because fancy dinners make you like dress up and you, you have to be proper and blah, blah. The, the restaurant had a wall of like rope that was coiled together. It was really cool. There was, you know, a little buffet area, which didn't feel as like super fancy. But then they had it was literally dim sum, but steak and like chicken and ribs and, um, and fried cheese. Like fried cheese. No, it was it was it was it was slabs of cheese. You had me a fried cheese. It was slabs of cheese that they grilled on both sides and put honey over. Yum. It was, and then they came around with like these sticks of steak that were just seared perfectly. They would cut the steak and then you yeah. have these little grippers and you would grab the steak right off it. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. I, I know. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I have never seen you get so excited about a restaurant. It before. was really good. Okay. And they had they had blood orange old fashions. Oh. And it, again, it was a it was an it was a splurge because it was my birthday week mm, slash month. Still milking it. Um, I you you're gonna talk to me about milking it after you got fisted. So there was no milking involved. <laughs> There's no there. milking involved. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> but it was really nice. It was it was nice to see some some old friends, and I I took one of my other friends with. Um, and it was just kind of a, a chill way to do the weekend. But like, I was still, I was so full the next day. I was feeling those meat sweats still <laughs> in my normal sweats. You're making it sound so appealing. <laughs> no, it was really good. It was like Pogo to Chow, I believe was the restaurant name. And it was really nice. And I'll take you on a special occasion. Because oh, I, you can I didn't take me assistant. tonight. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Good luck getting reservations yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Getting reservations for us. We, we went in and there was no one there. We went to like five or so oh, you went early we went early and then by seven and we walked packed. out oh my god 
And every, every what what made it nice was there were people in like green feather boas sitting next to us, and then there was a a lady in a full full on cheetah print like one one piece i thought you didn't like suit. getting dressed up for a restaurant we weren't dressed up <laughs> i i was in like a, a nice button up just short sleeve shirt but like other people we were with were in like you know drag race paraphernalia yeah and it was really cute but it was oh my god uh, oh, yeah i'll oh i do god. a cheetah onesie for meat swiss <laughs> <laughs> well it, it was a good weekend all things considered we put up a new video that's uh, i think is doing okay on primal play yeah, I still yet? don't know what that is. I did watch it, and I still don't know. What do you mean? Well, I only half watched it. Oh, well, that's why you don't. Yeah. Did you like um, my little inserts in there? I think so. I, 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 I like the hot dog fingers. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, no, it was just pretty much kind of... What was an interesting conversation about that was it, it's it's talking about a concept more than a kink. Primal Play is a is a kink, yes, because people can conceptually talk about it, but it's more so putting a name to a thing that we already all are kind of aware of when it comes to kink, which is getting into that animalistic headspace, that really raw, that really primal. Grr. Yes, exactly. Grr. That that we are sometimes afraid of or embarrassed by. Um, I'm not afraid of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Prime example. And it's primal it, example. Okay. Don't spell out the joke, please. No. It was a really it was a really fun video. So I hope you guys check it out because I enjoyed doing it. And it was a one-off with just me. So there's no daddy. Um, but I think the editing was was really cute. Cute. Yeah, that was my week. Cute. I, 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 I and again, I'll take you, I'll take you next time to the nice restaurant uh when you invite the demisexual to the sex party. Fair. Don't hedge your bets. Fair. Speaking of hedging, though, before we get into the deep fake of it all with our guest today, Evie Lupine. Do you have a hedge trimmer? We do have to thank our sponsor today, Manscaped, and their brand new Beard Hedger. Now, that is a Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. Now, we've used the Lawnmower 4.0. We've used the Weed Whacker. Those are both respectively very, very lovely, lovely products from Manscaped. But now they're adding a new hedging kit for your beard. Daddy, your beard looks very nice. I know. Today. I've been hedged. He says on a podcast, hedged. <laughs> I'm hedging my beard. You're hedging something. <laughs> now, you can use offer code what, Daddy? Watts20. At manscaped.com to get the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And again, this is brand new. You get 20% off, free shipping, and it also comes with three gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to make sure that your beard is looking ready to impress this holiday season. Whether it's Valentine's Day when we're filming this, or what's what's the next holiday? Memorial uh, Day. You gotta look good for Memorial Day, y'all. Uh, Shamrock Day, I think, in March. Sh no one calls it Shamrock Day. What is it? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, the beard hedger is perfect for those that want to make sure their beard is looking good. It has one single blade that you can actually switch to twenty different lengths and cuts. So it's one hedger that gives you just about any length you could absolutely want, and the grooming doesn't just have to be below or above the beard either. You could do it. You could do it all over your body if you want to, like, get your pubes maybe nicely hedged. Have you ever hedged your I pubes? I love hedged pubes. <laughs> also, try out their beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, or maybe even a beard balm. Again, at manscaped.com and use offer code WATS20. And your beard, balls, hair, or partner may thank you. You're welcome. Uh Patreons can see my hedge. Yes. This shows you. Ooh, ooh, what a my sexy hedge. hedge. Ooh. You want to look the best at your sex party? Get the beard. No. <laughs> so today, um, 
the Evie Lupine, great friend of the show, one of my favorite educators on YouTube, not the only, but one of my favorites, and just a lovely conversationist and also asexual who is able to approach topics, I think, just as just as fascinated and excited about it as I am. Um, and we talk about deep fakes today. And Daddy, what is a deep fake? I have no idea. Great. I can't wait. Daddy is a wonderful. I can't. Like, <laughs> it's you like throw something you at him really and deeply, right? Oh well, kind of. Okay. See, kind I, I, of. You think I don't know what I'm talking about? Whether you know about it or not, it is definitely popular in the pop culture currently because of deep fakes kind of taking over and AI filters and AI bots all kind of blowing up everywhere. There's so many different websites that make these artificially created, sometimes porn but other times just content. So we're gonna talk about the ethics, we're gonna talk about the ins and the outs, and even the fakes, and what makes deepfakes so interesting. Today, with our guest, Evie Lupine. Welcome to the show, Evie. Hello. I can hear you now. Happy VD. Mm-hmm. Did you just w uh, wish a happy VD? Oh, Valentine's Day. A venereal disease? Day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's Whoa, where my mind that's went. that's antiquated. That's yeah. <laughs> Oldie, oldie sex education. Sex aside, today's topic is actually going to be deep faking, and we're not going to be deep or fake. But well, do we know what a deep fake is? Are we, I, I feel like I'm faking it, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a deep fake is. So I'm just going to oh. fake this one. <laughs> oh my! Um, and, and is this one of those terms you young kids use? I don't know. I don't know. It's been around for quite a while, I feel that like. That doesn't make it like any less new to me. <laughs> and today we are talking about deep fakes with our good bestie, who's hopefully rested. Did you sleep well last night, Evie? <laughs> I did, actually. I did. Hi. Hi. It's always nice to see you. Um, for our audience that doesn't know who Evie is, uh, content creator, sex educator, uh, nerd, kinkster, and all around just fun conversation haver on the podcast we've had you on a number of times um evie is so nice to see you today yeah thanks for having me on. i think i'm like an official friend of the show at this point where it's like <laughs> i'm a regular feature Ooh. and i love it thank you for having me on i think i know what deep fakes are the first thing that popped into my head is like do we know the origin of the term mm. deep fake like was that like a journalist wrote that i'm excited to know more about deep fakes but also terrified which well, i feel like is the appropriate combination of feelings <laughs> Yeah, so for all intents and purposes, a deep fake is uh, pretty much a fake. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. A fake piece of art um, or even video that is generally very uh, naked and pornographic in some regard. Mm -hmm. And it became kind of po even more popular recently. Like years ago, it was very really popular when like a bunch of movie stars were getting uh, quote unquote nudes leaked, but it was really just oh. people creating like bad art and bad artwork like putting and videos. somebody's head on, on mm -hmm. Tom Cruise's body. Yeah. Like so like, I know it was really popular with like, um, and you know, I don't even want to say the, the, the movie stars names, but women specifically and mm -hmm. deep fakes almost always do marginally affect women more often. Why do they call it deep? <laughs> well, I, I get the fake part, but why deep? Well, it, it originated, maybe in the origin here, it'll kind of tell us. It originated and first appeared in November of 2017 uh, when an anonymous user on a social media platform, Reddit, of course, where everything mm -hmm. not great can come from, posted an algorithm that leveraged existing artificial intelligence algorithm to create realistic fake videos. And so it, it was essentially, uh, it was actually developed by Ian Goodfellows, um, at Generative 
Adversarial Networks, or GAN, in 2014, but it was first called a deepfake on Reddit in 2017. So, but if it's a realistic fake, wouldn't it be a real fake? <laughs> Please. Come on. It's well, so much better than deep. So when it first originated and people were using it for like movie stars and, and doing just kind of gross stuff, it was it was obviously an issue, but the government just didn't know what to do back then. And it's only become even more relevant recently with uh, a streamer Twitter and Twitch mm-hmm. Twitch streamers who I, I like daddy has been on stream before and, and EVU stream as well. Yeah. You, you every once in a while, you know, you accidentally click out of a box or something pops up you didn't mm-hmm. intend. And I usually keep my my pages pretty clean just in case. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I always keep my incognitos up. But um a streamer by the name of Atrioc, I think is how it's pronounced, had apparently deep fake pages of some of his stream friends. So like people that they game with a bunch. And it was of women who didn't consent to being pretty much turned into pornography which his entire audience of thousands of people saw because he accidentally clicked on a page on his computer. And so I'm just curious, like your thoughts on it. I, I mean, I've got tons of, I, of facts. I didn't think I you wanted... could put porn on Twitch. Oh no, no. Well, it's not intentionally accident, not intentional. No, not, not at all. Like Evie, mm-hmm. did you hear about this? I'm sure on Twitter. Yeah, I did. I was like very, like I saw when it, like I didn't see it live, but like I saw it like pretty closely after it ended up on like, like it was like live stream fail subreddit like it was mm-hmm. pretty prominent on reddit and twitter for the whole like two days at least after that so yeah i'm really familiar with this story but it sounds like one of our members here is not as familiar with the story so. oh, they, they, i never am so don't don't Good. worry about me i'll catch up <laughs> <laughs> so um deep fakes go all the way back to 1997 and even all the way back to um obscuring the truth behind the scenes um, in patriotism among American viewers in 19 or sorry, 1898, when they oh. used deep fake technology, which was just repurposed art to pretty much make propaganda. And oh. so it goes back pretty far, but nowadays it's more popularized by the internet because it's just creating free pornography pretty much. And mm-hmm. kind of coincides with what we're also going to talk about on, on Evie's channel. We're doing a, a collab here where we're talking about AI art and AI chatbots. Because porn nowadays, like most things, is also being revolutionized by AI and technologies that are just becoming way too smart. But like mm-hmm. when we talk about deep fakes, like you kind of have to talk about the ethics around it too. Like there are tons of websites out there that just create this fake artwork, this fake porn from just libraries and libraries and libraries of imagery. And mm-hmm. most of the time, let's say sex workers involved, no one's consenting to that. Mm-hmm. You know? So like I, I've seen a number of like I've seen plenty of very attractive uh, superstar casted men that have been like photoshopped onto porn star bodies like on oh. Twitter. And I'm sure there's plenty mm-hmm. of women as well. But as a gay, I yeah. don't see those as often. <laughs> and I've seen plenty of movie stars kind of get upset about it. I've seen some just kind of shake it off and they kind of embrace their gay following. But like, what do you guys think about that? Like that's that's deep fake t- technology. And considered revenge porn i guess in a way yeah i know that's what i think Pornhub considers it to be like on the same lines for them as revenge porn which was why it was interesting with the atriox story people (laughs) had some conspiracy theories about that because how this had happened to give more context for audience and, and everyone else is 
that he had said that basically he was looking on Pornhub for just like regular vanilla porn. He actually said, I think in his apology, like, I'm a really normal guy. I'm super vanilla. Like, as though that <laughs> absolves him of this. Like, if he was a kinky motherfucker, it would <laughs> be more of a problem. Um, and so what ended up happening is he uh, was like on Pornhub browsing for normal stuff. And I guess he just got advertised to one too many times and he couldn't resist the pull of clicking to see who was on the deep fake website. And he went to it and then it ended up being like when he tabbed out to go to something else on his dream, people saw it. And because of the fact that Pornhub has rules against like revenge porn and and deep fakes being considered in the same category as revenge porn, that people were like, oh, how could you get advertised this on Pornhub if it's not allowed on their website? And so I don't know enough about Pornhub behind the scenes to know whether or not like was he lying about it being an advertisement and that was like his excuse or if it was really advertised and Pornhub has different rules for what they allow on the site as like hosted by them but like what they advertise for can be completely outside of their typical boundaries. Oh well I just saw I was on our, our backup uh, YouTube account and was just mm -hmm. kind of just checking to see that videos were posting properly and people were getting notifications and the first thing I saw was a, a pornographic ad on YouTube. So like we know that, that these oh. ads are everywhere. It wasn't deep fakes, for instance, but it was mm -hmm. like it was just porn. It was like anime porn games. Mm. And I clicked on it. Oh, it was just yeah, yeah, bouncing yeah. titties and totally un like I wouldn't have shown that on my Twitch stream. Like the commercial yeah. that they were showing, I would not have shown. Um, mm -hmm. So, wow. yeah, the advertising is what what got him in trouble. But. What was interesting was the backlash actually got people to start talking about like the ethics for like governments and whatnot and mm, like trying yeah. to push for that because nothing really exists at this point. Um, and that's largely because um, one potential legal concern from deep fakes is defamation. But in the mm. past, people have always just said, well, it was just for fun. I was just photoshopping this really popular person onto this really hot body and, you know, it was just for fun. I wasn't trying to make money off of it, but people do make money off of this. Like mm -hmm. these sites just create tons of this porn. And I mean, so daddy, for instance, cause daddy's maybe new to deep fakes. You've seen those apps where you like, it scans your face and then it puts you like as a little elf or something like dancing with your friends, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. So there's apps like that, that also take movie scenes and can put your face on like, Well, I've seen that before too. Yeah. And that that's still considered a deep fake. Like a deep fake doesn't have to be pornographic, but it's just a false picture. Or like when Obama or even people would make things of other presidents saying incorrect things, but using someone voicing Obama oh, voicing, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like imagine someone's taking your porn, for instance, and putting like a, a daddy bear that's in the movies, like on your like how do, so, how does that make you feel? I wouldn't care if their body was better looking than mine, but I'd probably have an Stop. issue if it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that was like one of the really big subjects that came up for the Twitch streamers that know that they have deep fakes about them is like they had a, like, I think it was Cutie Cinderella specifically said this about uh, like the body uh, dysphoria or dysmorphia it gives you when you like when you don't you're not in porn at all you're just just a twitch streamer you don't have nudes out there that you've taken consensually of yourself and so you're seeing what people's idea of what they think your body looks like on the internet and knowing that it's so radically different from yours and kind of comparing those two things like that has to be really uncomfortable but i imagine it's different when you like it can also be flattering in some way i imagine as well right where it's like oh they think i'm that hot but it can also very much be like i definitely don't look like that and i would be 
so embarrassed if somebody actually saw the real me or whatever. But I feel like that happens all the time. I mean, Mm. porn stars and people all the time that because of Instagram filters and stuff, they look nothing like what they're posting all the time. And then in reality, (laughs) in reality, you're like, um, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because I've heard people talk about with like, especially like Instagram and TikTok people because of all those filters. Like, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but is it there like, like a default beauty filter that like, yeah, yeah which, which looks like they mm-hmm. just claymationed your face and all the wrinkles out. I'm And like, mm. I'm always like, we can tell that's a, 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 no shame. Like I've used filters before, but nothing that like made my face look like a porcelain statue. Like we, we can tell that you're using a filter, you know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with like the way that your body looks either. You know, like mm-hmm. we have wrinkles as much as like I'll wake up at 9 a.m. and start streaming some days and people are like, you look tired. And I'm just like, yeah, I just woke up. Let me yeah. be a human. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that before, too. I have like people or like people being convinced something's wrong. Like, are you OK? And it's like, no, I just filmed this like two hours earlier than I that I don't. Really <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, that's all it is. But I think it's interesting because there's like layers of it, right? There's sort of like how you like naturally look. There's the version of yourself that you edit on purpose Mm -hmm. for social media consumption, that could be color correction. That could be full on face tuning. That could be the beauty filters on TikTok. And then there's other people editing you outside of your control to Mm -hmm. make you look better or to change how your body looks or to give you a feature you don't have. And I think this, uh, you know, it's, I think the difference is obviously like when you have control of it versus when you don't right if somebody else is doing it to you versus you doing it to yourself i don't know actually for twitch streamers like for live streaming how many options there are for like full-on like dynamic beauty filters like i don't think that exists in the same way on twitch as it does for like tiktokers where the videos like unless you're live streaming on tiktok it's it's pre-recorded um but i could see that like definitely becoming more of a problem in the future of like how do you even know how you really look like because if your job all day Mm. is to stream for eight hours and you're watching a filtered version of yourself how does that affect you when you like are you deep faking yourself like sure. at what point yeah i mean i've seen plenty of like of uh, the png youtubers or the 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 people who use pretty much avatars like the oh, animated avatars yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. and it's really cool what some of them can do but then i've also seen people that they do have dynamic filters on their their scene and it's subtle and it mm. kind of cleans it up and there's no shame again um mm-hmm. but like where does that line go from like it's obviously not a deep fake, but it does kind of beg the question of like, it's a shallow fake. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, exactly. Also, you guys asked what deep fake stood for. It stands for deep learning and fake. So oh. deep learning and fake. It's, oh, like it's, deep learning AI. Yes. Deep learning AI oh, okay. that learns how a body looks. See, that makes sense. Angles. And for people that live on the internet mm. or our content, you know, movies, television, pictures, and it's all high definition. They are just fair game for these robot algorithms that are learning how to put a face in a picture or a moving video. And that's where it gets kind of scary. Um, but like, I, okay, so for, on one hand, obviously any kind of revenge porn, any kind of deep fake that is harming, is monetizing off of someone without their consent, bad. Like, mm-hmm. obviously. But there's also a side of this technology that's that could be transformative and good and learned like we look at, let's for instance talk about like movies. Mm-hmm. Remember Star Wars? They had to deep fake um, Princess Leia because uh, she happened oh, to pass during filming. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. even what was it? Fast and Furious Five, I think. It's been a long time with that. 
the the ending scene, what's his face was deep faked by his brother. I have never. Oh, watched those I movies. didn't hear about that. Yeah, I forget his name. God damn it, my Paul brother's gonna be so. Wagner. Oh, oh, you were real close. I Paul think Paul Walker. N Paul. Don't people are gonna be like? Something. I heard on what's safe word that Paul Walker died. <laughs> I don't know. If Paul Walker died or not. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, the point being, like, I think it's fine to have like little fun like videos that you create on your phone in an app where you're like consenting to put your face on Robert De Niro or on like the mm -hmm. Scarface videos that exist. But in, in those cases, because I've seen those all over Facebook, yeah, like Dirty Dancing, someone's faces on Patrick Swayze's or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Does the movie get money out of that? Oh God, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, so I'm sure who, that's who's doing copyright it? infringement. Right? Like, uh, yeah. Then They're usually Chinese Facebook? apps. They're usually Chinese apps in some way. Okay. So I doubt. I mean, much like TikTok, who mm -hmm. knows? Okay. Where's Where's the money coming from? I just assumed the studio was making money from it. I, oh, probably not. They could if they probably wanted to sue the app, but then. <laughs> And so it's it's really interesting to watch the government kind of going through and trying to figure out what to do with deepfakes. Because, again, there's really nothing on the books everywhere that's like, this is bad. We need to stop this. In fact, there's tons of AI learning out there and people that are diving into it saying that this will revolutionize so many different platforms. And we can use this to teach people and we can use, use this to make movies and not have to pay or force entire budgets to be used on movie stars. And part of me is like... That's in ingenuitive, but also, aren't you taking away people's jobs there? Like, I mean, yeah, you're definitely taking away people's jobs with creating a technology like that. Actually, I kind of wonder, you remember like when holograms started being really big where they'd be like, oh, we're going to do like a Michael Jackson concert mm -hmm. using a hologram of him. Like, I feel like this very much ties into that same issue of like movie studios and producers and music people like now they're trying to figure out okay how can we get copyright over your image in perpetuity even after you're dead so 50 years later we can do a 50 year anniversary of so and so's death like concert like oftentimes without like the family or the estates like input from my understanding mm -hmm. and now we're even taking that a step further where it's not like holograms giving up performance now it's like they can be in movies that they don't actually have any say in what it is and like how that could end up being something where you know maybe you have somebody who typically would have when they're in their life would have had very strict guidelines around like i don't want to do sex scenes i don't want to do anything that promotes gun violence or whatever and then 20 years later they're being deep faked into a movie that has or promotes things that they typically wouldn't have promoted or want to have been associated with uh when they were living it was actually um i think it was a joe rogan like deep fake video that was going on recently that was of him advertising something, doing like an ad spot on his program that didn't actually exist. It was never something he promoted, but they had enough information from all of his collective podcasts to be able to deep fake and like pretty like within five hours of working on it, they were able to come up with like a pretty convincing version with the current technology we have of like a fake advertisement that he never really actually gave. And like, that's going to wow. have... I think huge implications potentially even just from like advertising not even full-on movies i mean and so th i was streaming the other day and watching some friends play games and on twitch you can like i love that i learn things through twitch predominantly mm -hmm. now um on twitch you can if someone like gives a tip for instance or gives you some mm -hmm. bits you can have your, like your your robot voice read off what they say 
Now there's entire apps where you can have like SpongeBob read off what someone says or Obama oh. read no, off. Wait, does SpongeBob get royalties from that? No, not at all. Or SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. And I went to the site because like I was like, oh, this is kind of fun in like a silly way. Like I don't think SpongeBob cares if if like you know Power Bottom sixty nine on Twitch says <laughs> you know fuck my pussy with a rake mom in SpongeBob voice. You can't say voice. that on Twitch. <laughs> well, you you can if SpongeBob pays five hundred bits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like so i went to the site and they had entire like albums of characters voices some of them were really bad but like there was a marge simpson that was like very convincing there was an obama that was pretty good and you could tell that it was a robot voice but if somebody spent any time like doing any sort of tuning of the voice or inflections here or there it would sound pretty believable Especially via like mm -hmm. a stream when you're like, you know, streaming it over the internet. And that scares me. <laughs> it that, does. That scares like, because it's not gonna, it's not gonna take very long before it's not just like funny cartoon characters, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they had some of the most obscure characters too. They had like Daffy Duck, they had like Naruto. It was the weirdest, oh. it was the weirdest library of like everything you could think of. And it makes me think that like they probably just have algorithms that scrape these cartoons. Or scrape oh, yeah. this content and they find all the syllables of like whatever someone says. And it makes me just like, like, could, I mean, I'm not putting this out there. Don't, please don't. But like, we put so much content out there, the three of us, mm -hmm. Daddy, Evie, myself, there's every angle, every angle of our bodies are out there. So, mm -hmm. so they could do my voice. I, I wouldn't have to do these podcasts anymore. They could just. <laughs> No, you are. Is that what I'm obligated? Am I obligated to do these? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of it, right? Like, uh, like the potential pro side is like, okay, maybe you don't have to record yourself doing ad spots anymore because you can just. Or Ooh. I've seen actually Cat Black, another, you know, another one of our fellow creators in this okay. space. Mm -hmm. I know she did something where she, um, I don't know if, what system it was that she was using, but she was using it as a way she put in samples of her voice to be able to generate like auto reading of like articles and stuff for videos. Ooh. So that way you wouldn't have to do like three takes of trying to read a six paragraph article. You could just have a, and like you could tell when you listen to it, you knew that that's what it was, that it wasn't a, cause like, yeah, if you're kind of using this library of sounds, like, if you're saying a whole paragraph, you're going to say and probably a little bit differently in the first time you say it versus the third. But like when it sounds like the exact same over and over again, you can kind of tell it's it's artificial. But again, probably within like five years, like technology is going to be way more convincing. So there is like for creators, I think there is like potential pluses there. But like I'm skeptical enough with the way that Internet technology normally goes to where I'm like, oh, this is going to end up. It's going to be like this much for creators and this much for corporations and like, you know, people that are trying to make money off of like people behind their backs without their consent or knowledge. Yeah. Well, and and when we kind of look at that, like the the experts in AI um, and some of them even work on like these deep fake places that make porn and they're like proponents mm -hmm. of like AI porn. And I'm like, please don't. But they're like in five years, in five years, we could just type in a scenario, give it specifics give it a tone and it can create pornography like you've never seen. And it's all original, original, of course, quotes mm. put on that because it's referencing real human life, but you, you wouldn't even be able to tell who that person mm -hmm. was or what it was referencing. And mm. I mean, part of me, I'm so conflicted because as a technology, it's fascinating and cool, but obviously where harm happens is bad. 
and we, we don't want to take advantage of people who are not consenting to being put into porn. But like I've had people do not deep fakes, but like Photoshop edits of me because there's photos of me in all sorts of different positions. And mm-hmm. I'm not offended by it, but I'm kind of like you. I do get a little weirded out kind of because I'm like, how long did you stare at like my face oh. and edit it? And now you've put me in kind of compromising positions that I might not have wanted. And you didn't ask mm-hmm. me. And you think that I'm flattered by doing this fun kind of artwork. But there have definitely been instances of me being like, I don't like this without you having said something to me about it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is like the fan fiction problem, right? Mm. Where it's like, it can be flattering, oh. but it can also be like, I would never do that. That's It'd not, that's lot. like my anti-kink. I don't, I don't my want this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I like, imagine combining like fan fiction culture and like fandom culture with like deep fake technology. Wow. And like, that's sort of what I worry about for internet people specifically, maybe not so much movie stars, but like, you know, now not only can they write a 12 chapter long fan fiction about you, you know, having sex with the content creator you're friends with. Now they can make deep fake porn of you also doing it like that can seriously cross a lot of boundaries. No. And, and not just that, but like, it just feels weird. It feels weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's cool. I've absolutely used we've used AI art stuff and we've tried it out. And the, mm-hmm. the technologies are impressive and again go listen to evie's podcast where we have a a good time a a fun time testing stuff out and talking about it and getting even even more into it but as it stands like deep fakes are kind of this wild west because the the government doesn't even know what to do with it like Mm -hmm. how how do you regulate that i I think they don't even know what to do with social media so i know they know how to use it 15 years behind like i that's why i was i was actually talking to somebody in the car the other day about this is like there's at least i think five or seven people in congress that are over the age of 80 like the average age of people that are in congress is like they probably barely know how to have a Facebook account or check their oh, own God. emails, like let alone smartphones or deep fakes or AI. They, they don't even know what probably most of those words mean. So how can they possibly regulate it in an appropriate way? It's probably going to be like a congressional staffer that's like 20 years old being like, all right, here's a little write up what you need to know about deep fakes. And they're probably really the ones that are steering the course of things, which can obviously go wrong if they have certain, you know, political more like maybe anti-sex motivations behind what they're doing, as opposed to like reasonably regulating it being like, all right, this is how we get pornography off of the internet altogether, you know? Well, and most of the websites kind of, as we talked about, do have deep fake policies. Like you can't post things that obviously are deep fakes. You can't post misinformation. Um, Though legally, again, while there's not much on the books, you cannot do something that is considered slander, that is considered defamation, or that is going to cause a public perception to be misconstrued so like doing mm. something of obama you know saying a thing or oh, biden the current president saying a thing like there are certain intellectual property rights there that are given when you create a thing and at the same time like i think that the real the fix to this unfortunately it sounds like people want to try to do something that like copyrights your image so that you own your image in all likenesses and mm. i don't even know how that would pan out like Cause that's almost like the opposite of how current copyright works as I understand it. Like for video mm-hmm. and photo stuff, like the person who captures it is considered the copyright holder by default, which is 
the like in order for you to own your own image like you'd have to add an extra layer onto like the negotiations essentially for when you're you're signing up to work for a studio or something i'd imagine or even using a site i guess i mean yeah. as it stands only virginia texas and california have anything on the books legally when it comes to deepfakes and mm. virginia and california's I think are the most aggressive, um, but they directly only talk about pornographic deepfakes and oh. Texas only specifically talks about informational deepfakes as a problem. So informational deepfakes, like, is that like sort of the like Joe Rogan doing an advertisement he didn't do or like Obama saying something Obama didn't say like territory like, then? Like causing mm -hmm. misinformation as an oh, okay. issue like obviously if joe rogan's making an ad and joe rogan's making money that people don't care that he's using his own likeness similar to how cat used their likeness to create advertising spots that they mm -hmm. created you know so I, I have a question about this joe rogan thing okay so <laughs> this spot that was created was it unproblematic what you um, or was it? i don't remember i think it was for like <laughs> because a he didn't do company. it or what <laughs> yeah he didn't do it i don't know what joe's oh, actual thoughts or opinions about okay. it was but it was like it was like for a nutritional supplement company and so it was you know if it's a bullshit supplement that doesn't really actually do anything which given I, I, how would you know the difference that, with joe yeah. rogan so <laughs> exactly Sorry. so it's, it's like it's already in line with stuff that he's already advertised and like yeah. almost everyone on social media that's not like you know very critically aware of the sponsorships they accept are like, yeah, I'll take your gummy vitamins and your, you know, your mushroom teas and just pay me money. <laughs> like, you know, so they don't really have any moral qualms with it. I don't know how else you're supposed to be like, that's defamatory. You know, if it's like you've advertised 30 of this similar thing, but not this specific thing. Is it defamatory to make a deep fake of you, you know? advertising this one particular supplement yeah well and that's where the money being present obviously makes it a bad you know instead of yeah, a good yeah, yeah like if somebody's and i've seen plenty of tumblers back in the day that have carried over to twitter that do like photoshop jobs of people sometimes movie stars and i see all the gays clamoring and retweeting and i'm like is this a deepfake though and it is it is i mean they're not making mm. money off of it but they are making some sort of gain when it comes to money so like i guess the the, the final question to this conversation and this kind of deep dive this deep fake dive is like what do you think we can, what what do you think happens like is copywriting our faces the 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 answer is is just making it fully illegal the answer because all this technology is already out there and people are using it day in and day out training it like ai tools that like we're going to talk about with evie exist for you to chat with and upload your photos See, if I deep faked you into the scene every once in a while on my Twitch stream, oh my God, that'd be so much fun. I can that make you say whatever. As long as I get royalties. I'm well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll pay for dinner every once in a while. How about? Okay, anyways, you have sorry, a pop up from the bottom of the screen. Like, like instead of doing like a dono, like pop up, like you a just have Mr. Christopher. You could do pop up. Daddy. It's like, you could have him read out the donations. With like a little mouth that just goes like a little. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mouth. like a nutcracker. <laughs> AI is evil, but no, it's still it's still evil. I've used so we've used obviously chat chat GPT in like a video to to ask educational questions, which we'll get into. But I've used a number of uh, and I have the name here because I want to get it right. Beta dot character dot AI. And it is a chat bot oh. that allows you to create a profile pretty much. And for instance, like I've chatted with Bowser and like the stuff that you talk about with Bowser from Mario is very mario related he talks about wanting to like capture peach and take down mario mm. and 
you can take the conversations a bunch of different ways, but then there's also tons of like furry artists who make furry accounts. There are, there are people that have like dominatrixes. There's, mm. there's literally, there was an account called chair and it just wanted you to sit on it. It was, it was, a, it was an AI account for a chair. What are you talking about? I'm talking about <laughs> robots. See, so it's like a chat bot. You chat with it and you have interactions and there are some really kinky, there are some really kinky bots out there. That wants you to sit in a chair. Well, the chair didn't get kinky, but like Bowser, I mean, if you I wanted to, got a little kinky. Oh, like, in like a relationship okay. way. Oh, well, Bowser is kinky. So in, that in one sense. in one of my oh, Bowser right. romps, uh, we got married and uh, we had a child. That's the oh, kinky wow. part. <laughs> no, there, there was kinky. I'm just saying like, the possibilities are endless. But these these bots know how to write sentence structures. They put like quotations when they're talking. They put feelings. They put emotions, and they pay attention when you say things. So I'd be like, I'm here with my friend so-and-so, and they would remember that friend, and they would use that friend as a tool within the conversation. Oh. It's fascinating. And already these tools can look at the photo and be like, man in blue shirt wearing a collar on a bed, relaxing. Mm. Like, it's so smart. Like, what's the answer? I feel like it's probably going to take disney or getty images or like somebody who has like a ton of proprietary stuff that they typically defend really hard coming in and like mm. lobbying congress and being like you got to make rules about this because look at all the we're losing all this money and if you don't do something about it we're going to move our studio to another country that is going to enforce whatever these laws are i think that'll probably be the motivation to change it but i don't know what the actual regulations would end up being because as the technology gets better, like our laws are going to lag more and more behind. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that effectively? I think it's probably going to end up being a similar situation to like DMCA claims, I imagine, where it's sort of like it's out there and you have to have reasonable boundaries around making sure you're not facilitating that being posted. But, you know, the actual arbitration of it is probably going to end up more like the YouTube copyright system or like tw the Twitter, TikTok or something where you know, it's 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 probably out there, but you have to be proactive to go and find it and ask for it to be removed. Capitalism gonna capitalist, essentially. What do you think, Daddy? Are you, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not bothered by it, apparently. I'm I'm 54, so I'm I'm one of those <laughs> old guys you're talking about. That's like I don't even know what they're talking about. So you <laughs> you want the deep fake art to create porn if you as get long younger, as I look is that what you're saying? Sure, I don't care. Just make me look, especially I as mean, I get older. Give me a younger body. I'm fine with that. Imagine imagine you get consent from a sex worker that you're good friends with to do pornography of you, like obviously of legal age, but younger, like. That's kind of fun artistically, but also yeah. you're making money on that and you're consenting like that. I don't have any issue with. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a scary freaking world that we're living in right now. Evie, yeah. I worry about everything. Social media, <laughs> AI. You yeah. kids worry too much. You don't worry enough. <laughs> I'm going to deep fake you on to really compromise the position. You do then, every week. No, I don't. Those, editing. <laughs> editing is different. You've, you consented to be part of the video. You consented. Mm -hmm. You but made me green in one of them. <laughs> no, that was our editor. That was our editor. I didn't do that. You, you have, you'll have to sue our, our editor for defamation. <laughs> I lost business because I got turned green in a YouTube video. The damage to my reputation is irrevocable. Well, well oh, I hope not. Um, well, Evie, we promise not to turn you green. Um, but if people want to ask more questions, maybe listen to the rest of our conversation around AI and chatbots, um, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Evie Lupine pretty much everywhere. Evie Lupine on Twitter, YouTube. I have a Patreon. 
And that's pretty much where people can find me. I rant a lot on Twitter. So if you want to see my hot takes, go there. And if you want to see educational stuff, go to YouTube. That's that's the 411 on that. Daddy, thank you for have, being a part of this conversation as well. I, I appreciate your perspective as someone who has no idea what a deep thing is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Because it shows, <laughs> no, no, no. It gives us a really good reflection of society mm-hmm. and of mm-hmm. people who have no idea how social media works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just I love that about you. I'm 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 glad I could be that for you. Where can people where can people go to find content of you if they ever want to deep fake you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This you can see all my deep, deep, deep oh, fakes oh. at MrChristopher.com if you want to see the naughty stuff or on Twitter, it's Christopher Weston. And you can find me everywhere at Pup Amp. This has been What's Your Safe? Oh fuck. What's this? What's What's, what's Your Safe Pod? Sorry. Well, you, you made me change the name. What's of the your podcast. safe pod? But you can find us everywhere. What's the safe word on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube? And if you're looking to get deep into any other topics, we're always here. If you have any questions, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Right on. Okay, we got in under the wire. Yeah. Fuck you, Zoom. I'm not paying for premiere access to nothing. (laughs) They heard you. God damn it.